Alright, so, everybody, welcome to Delta Green Storage Wars Exposure. Everybody gets an official email from Delta Green. You know it's an official email from Delta Green. It's got this pretty little triangle on it somewhere conspicuous. So you know you have to listen to it, and it's basically a job. Um, kind of prep for it. Reads as such. This is a joint assignment between the unofficial and official sections of our organization. Using our extensive network, a list of green boxes have been collected and assessed. This operation is to ascertain certain specifically chosen green boxes. These sites contain unknown contents and poor research have gone dark or, worst case scenario, been compromised. In return for securing these sites and once you've deemed safe and or ready by command, they will harken in a new era of cooperation between our sections. Places we can combine our collective knowledge to work in tandem in cases where the needs arise. As a show of goodwill and to keep our work of a more clandestine nature safe, a senior member of our organization will be leading. You are to follow their orders as you would any member of higher rank. So everybody roll. Just a detail is fine. Roll off. You're in charge. I'm in charge. You're in charge. Oh my god. I don't like him being in charge. That's a bad mistake. <laughs> that means it's perfect for this game. <laughs> so you're all from from the various northwest. You were kind of you you were over back in New England doing your work. You were also in the southwest. Wait, who's the ice? Uh, you're Donna. Okay, you're actually in like the Midwest. Okay. I need to write this down because I will forget. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> So you're all told to fly into Arkansas International Airport right now. Uh, gather your materials. You will be given as if this is a regular operation. Donna, you are allowed to bring materials. You will be checked. You will be pushed through, a, uh, pushed through TSA. Do not worry about it. Bring what you believe is necessary for the assignment. Okay. You all check in to the airport. You're immediately shuffled off to TSA. A marshal takes you all off the plane. If you're an official, you are allowed to be followed. You know, they, they lead you as if you're a collective member. Unofficially, you're taken off the plane to look like you've been arrested. As you get in there, you are given your marching orders. You're given a big old document of what you're supposed to do, and then they lead you out to your van. Your van is a black panel van with a dragon and a wizard on it. Cool. So, it's about a six-hour drive. It's in the it's early morning right now, so you'll be getting there about midday. It's a six-hour drive to get to the location. Who is driving? So one of the things about the system is you do not have to check on long-term checks. Like, if there's no rush, you don't have to roll. Okay. Instead, it's only when things need expediency. So, like, whoever is driving will get one research check versus everybody else who will get two research checks. Which is, what do you want to look into in the area? Um, there will be no drive check. This is literally, I'm going to look into this, and then I'll tell you what it is. I'll drive. Okay. 
So as you start going, you all pull out the folder and you begin looking. Your assignment is to go to Dunberg, Arkansas, a small community about 20 miles north of the Arkansas-Louisiana border. Uh, the green box is last described as a small single-story shack located in the municipal area. The bank has sold the land, including the, the shack, after a lease of payment. It is then... Uh, Whereabouts of police are unknown. Current, uh, the, the state of the green box, and the, your goal is to repurchase the green box and decommission it. And the threat level of the green box is a two. You also have a sheet explaining and detailing what the hell this means because you've never been on a mission like this before. Threat level two means that there are is a lukewarm threat. Items are possibly part of an active law enforcement investigation. Uh, powerful items such as a grenade launcher or something highly illegal. And low-grade supernatural items. Nice. Uh, what it means by repurchase and decommission. Repurchase is someone has bought the green box and its contents and need uh, and its contents and needs to be turned over back to uh, box bought back into. The uh, decommission means you are to take the items and determine what, what is necessary, what should stay, what should go, and send it out to a subservient cell. You are our cell. P cell is your subservient cell. They will be your researchers on call. You can contact them. Please note that they are uh, they are also they are they are also. Uh, you know, they are also agents, not 100% on call at all times. They will get back to you as soon as possible. They are expecting a phone call whenever you're ready to start the mission. And other than that, your job, again, and repeated, is to find the green box, recover the, the deed, whatever happened to the land around it, and make sure all the items are secure inside of it. Okay. Alright, so it's about a six hour drive. You'll get one because you'll have a stop for like a snack or something. And then the two of you can do some research in the car. Now you have a laptop, and then you are an army field surgeon, you have a sat nav. Okay. So you can do whatever you think is necessary during this time. So round one, you're not doing anything, you're driving. No, I'm driving. You're driving? Okay. So actually I'd be you're a field you're a surgeon, you're an officer, I'm a mechanic. I should drive, you should do the research. Good point. So you're driving. He's gonna drive. Yes. What are you two gonna research on your drive there? Okay, we're gonna take the sat phone with the laptop to it, and we're trying to find out who purchased the land and maybe they have the box. The green box, if you're not familiar with green box, the term, is everybody familiar with that term? Really? So green box is a safety term, the colloquialism used by the agents. It's essentially a location of safekeeping. It is an area where if you set and do an operation in an area and there is no green box, a place that is not your hotel and not any place, not, not a conspicuous area, that you buy, you rent, you store your guns, you store your facilities, you store like food, shelter, evidence, Weapons, bodies, you know, mythos objects, mythos creatures. 
It's where you go to store all your crap. Um, Acel has a list of them, but it's since the beginning, so there's like keys that they'll have. They didn't give you a pair of keys. They know it's an area, they can't find the keys. Um, it's also one that traditionally you go to and there's random shit in there. Just because it's like, okay, I've got a mission in this area. Well, there's a box here, go there, dump your crap off while you're using it so you don't draw attention. It's also where you can go to ground because you can buy one. It's usually a storage unit or some type of dilapidated building or like a motel room that's lasted forever. Um, it's a place to go to ground just so that you're not known in the area if things go really bad. So decommissioning a green box for an, for an official, it sounds easy. For an unofficial, you know there could be anything in there from nothing all the way up to probably like a dead flying ball. All the way up to literally the Necronomicon sitting on an altar of blood surrounded by like an assault circle. Like there could be fucking anything. But you can guess that it's probably more mundane because it's level two. It might have some some low residual items and it might have some guns. Big guns. Cool. Lots yeah. and lots of guns. Lots and lots of guns. So the dilapidated shack itself could be the green box. That is the green box. It is the green box. You have a location, the last known image so, of it. So what, so what we're doing is we are to find out who bought it, get it back from them, and then take it out of service. Correct? Yes. You're, so find out who has it. Get it back from them and find any items on a list that is contact P-Cell. That's why you're supposed to contact when you begin the mission. Uh, find the items that were in there, their last known locations, and assess if they need to be put into the green box or if you can take them with you because they're one day. Okay. So we're not beginning the mission until we get there, right? So we don't have to contact P-Cell yet? You, gotta, you can call them whenever you're ready. Sure. Um, you know, at a cursory glance, to anyone who's calling now, find out what you're looking for. Okay. Sound reasonable? Well, look at me, I'm the mechanic. Yes, I know. You here, said I'm, so. I'm here to fix things or blow them up. All right, well, I, I think we should I think we should definitely have an idea of what we're getting into here, so I think we should contact me. Contact me, What are you going to do with your time? You're not for sure. Think of something that your your character might think is important in the area, or that you think is important to going to a literal unknown location with a unknown contents. That the best way to describe a green box is it's a nuclear waste facility before we realized nuclear waste was irradiated and could get to the soil and destroy everything. Like it could be nothing, or it could be three eye toads just running around. <laughs> While you're considering, I'm going to contact him. So you're going to contact P-Cell. Yeah. You do the call and response. He goes, hello, uh, good to talk to you, R-Cell. What can I help you well, we're on our way to the uh, we're on our way to the mission, and uh, we really kind of want to know what we're getting into here. What are we looking for? Uh, you're gonna have to be more specific. Do you have a location? Forget what the location was. Dunberg. Dun Dunberg, Arkansas. Um. Yeah, I can start to rummage around in that. Uh, give me a second. Uh. 
I think that uh, that is in the other room. I will get back to you as soon as I can. All right, sir. Thank you very much for your expedience. Yes, sir. And you hear the sound of a metal uh, there's a guy. There's, there's a poor secretary having to do this for every single green box. You're not. You you can easily understand that. They're they're pulling double duty with this guy. His job is literally just to sit here and talk to everybody who calls this number. Okay. You have an idea? All right. One of my skills is quick read, so I'm gonna get on the internet. Look this out. With the encrypted laptop and look for recent sales, sheriff sales, uh, deed transfers, and foreclosures. Okay. To see who who may have obtained a rundown piece of property recently. So what you see is that when you search for Dunbar, it's not on the map. There's a history of it. There's a small Angel Fire website about it. But it hasn't been updated since the 90s, and it's one of those spooktacular websites about the haunted Dunbar. You also see that as you're kind of kind of now clicking through, there's a number of really small, shitty ghost hunter uh, YouTube subscriptions for it, but there's no physical information about the city. So it's like the city doesn't exist. It's just like an area. It's just an area. Okay, one of my other skills is, is a cult. So I'm going to peruse these websites real fast to see if there's a common thread. Okay. Uh, as you look through, you can piece out from these websites, and what you're seeing is that apparently Dunberg is haunted because a sugar mill exploded in 1955 and took out a three-mile radius around the town. And as such, it huh? a sugar mill. Sugar mill. Yeah. Uh, destabilized the area, cracking a natural methane pocket. And as such, the locals, uh, the town around the mill, around Dunberg, the Dunberg Mill, uh, left because methane pockets were going off and causing things to explode. So, it's a haunted, it is a ghost town where people are trying to get in contact with the spirits of a million unknown, you know, a million people there. However many people died in the explosion. You do know also that as you're watching this, they, there is a working inn in the area. You can't tell what it is, but there's two old couples that these places all have in common. It looks like a shitty hotel uh, that's been renovated to just be a single room instead of the room in an L. Uh, there is, you can see it as the guys are panicking around, there is the shack. Like, you can assume that's your shack, and then there's a church behind the shack, kind of in this weird B section. See if I can find any, any uh, coordinates for this. Sure. Um, I'll just say you can figure out coordinates already. This has been your research check. That's been your research check. You've done your drive check. There'll be one more of everybody getting one, and then you'll... Uh, so what do you want to do uh, as you're stopping, just like for a quick crunch or something? What do you want to do with your time? Um, and have you shared your information with everybody? Yes. So you know there's an explosion that happens. Right. You're an artillerist. You yes. probably know to check that out. Yeah. So that's a don't not to take your idea. Yeah. Well, 
the idea that um, yeah, sugar, specifically when it's uh, finely ground in, in the aerial form, sugar is actually highly explosive and flammable. So, outside of it, I'm using a sugar mill because I'm actually from Savannah, so the Dixie Crystal explosion they have. That, I saw it on the History Channel. I know people that died in that explosion. Okay. Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, but yeah, you look at it and you, s <coughs> you see the crater. And you can already tell a modern bomb couldn't make an explosion okay. this big. There's no way a sugar bomb, okay. a sugar explosion would do this. This is magnitude bigger. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing not even a methane, uh, there had to be a significant methane, methane bucket. Dude. It would literally probably have taken a sugar, a sugar saturation into a methane pocket okay. and taken both out at the same time. Okay. And even then, that's so unlikely as to be a freak of nature. Yeah. And then you can also check just around the area that you know what it looks like when you target an area and you know you expect shrapnel to hit down and have debris. Yes. The places that are gone that you can see on the map are exact locations where shrapnel would have landed. And, and you know it's a sugar, and if it exploded as big as it, it shouldn't have had any yeah. remnants. And where the shrapnel is, there is a bunch of missing yeah. buildings, and like not even dilapidated. This is like the build because you can see some dilapidated buildings in the area. This they're just gone. They're they're also little craters. Huh. Wow. I'm starting to think this should be a level two. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's an exponent missing somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the truth is out there. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's rapidized. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what do y'all do with your second round of research? Uh, I'm assuming we haven't heard back from PSL yet. PSL, we'll, we'll get to you right as we get there, so you'll get the list right away. Okay. Uh, most people don't call PSL till the second round, so he doesn't talk to them like until they're actually in the city. Um, well, me with my medical background, I would probably uh, try to see if there was anyone who may have survived that explosion. Do they have any, uh, you know, any, any medical records in the area? Have any like uh, symptoms of weird, you know, totally weird shit going on? X Files kind of stuff. You know. So you, you check the medical records uh, using your connections as an actual doctor, saying you're doing some family history checks so that this comes all the way down, checking to see if there's any historical precedents in the area. And you see that there are a number of people that live there. There are also a number of people that have moved away. And the people that have moved away, they seem fine. They have higher levels of methane in their, their, their blood. There's a little bit of exposure. Some of them have disappeared. Just like straight up, one day they're here, one day they're gone. Uh, other ones have catastrophic crashing. As in like a couple of them died and it, it was such a bad crash that the, the, the car became an accord. Um, but there doesn't seem to be anything outside of a normal, you know, 50, it just happened almost 50, 60 years ago. So it seemed relatively mundane. There are people that live there. They pass all the checks. You do know with your testing that these people are, are only allowed to live here because they are residents of the area. This is a no-go zone. 
So nobody nobody knew was allowed to move in, but they're allowed to stay there because they were there. Yes. Zone of isolation. Okay. There is a zone set up around this by the EPA, and you're able to, with your medical knowledge, and because the EPA guy is in here, and you check for this specifically, you're able to crack that, and you're able to realize that in the target area, everything inside of that target area is a no-go for anybody. It's labeled as a destruct. It's labeled as a super fun site by the EPA. So nobody is allowed to develop or do anything in that area. It's like three, and then an extra two, and then an extra like two, so about seven to ten mile range. Huh. That's odd. Uh, a big piece of a uh, thing you're not allowed to go to in Arkansas. You think you would have Okay. What are you gonna do? I'll check for check the uh, conspiracy theorist sites or something like this, and try to research gut any any connected government files. Like if it's the EPA, if it's a no-go zone, why are they saying it's a no-go zone? So when you check the conspiracy sites, this is too old. People don't care. It's from the '50s, so they're like, this is just them taking lands from Americans. Used for methane production. It's the moment. It's the usual crap. Uh, the EPA, though, you're able to use your credentials as a Delta Green agent to get to the green files. Um, there's a there's a very there's a very prominent green triangle on one of these that just was like a super fun site established after disappearance of half a dozen investigators, unable to ascertain cause of events. Do not approach a super fun site, horned off area, no one's allowed to leave, no one's around to come, except for certain individuals of allowance. Yeah, it's all against Level two, level two, uh, green shack, green box, my ass. <laughs> and then Piso calls. Okay, hello Piso. Um, how are you doing, Arcel? Oh, uh, just lovely, sir. Waiting to hear what you have to tell me. Um, well, I've got a list. Uh, information for what's in the cell. Last recorded from last update. Um, there are some more files that I saw that I'm pulling, but it's going to take a while. There, somebody told me. There, there's a couple files missing. I think they got misplaced. You know how it is with filing. Not having good files. Understood. So I'm, uh, I'm piecing those together. I should have something for you later. I'll try and get to you before dinner, but with, it just depends. Um, what we have... The last recorded contents of, of the church, of the green box, is a book, the Lutheran handbook, a field guide to church stuff, everyday stuff in the Bible, paperback, understanding comics, with a paperback, understanding comics, three laptops, one running a Linux show, one running the latest version of Windows, and the late and the last is a Mac. The uh, uh, last last known is everything is functional. Um, but otherwise scrub clean from last use. Uh, the, they left the traditional six pack of beer and instead of the traditional bottle of whiskey. Um, and then a professional refrigeration unit. Uh, let's see. A title to a house in Centralia, Pennsylvania. A, okay, here's the weapons. Uh, a Webley MK6 revolver. Uh, 445 British service caliber, a uh, box of ammo, 
ammunition. Yeah, a box of World War One ammunition. Uh, let's be uh, a Vepper 309 semi-automatic rifle. Uh, only has a magazine and a bunch of extra uh, five boxes of 308 ammunition and a bunch of add-ons. Uh, 12 gauge shotgun, 19 inch barrel, and short stock. Pistol grip uh, with a tag tied to it in case of future newbies. Saying fire from the hip or waist, don't fire near the eyes. <laughs> a book on the construction of FBI of bugs borrowed from our FBI offices. Um, and then kind of the residual mundane uh, camel pack, uh, hydration pack. A eco ecostat universal shelter tent. I guess they just wanted they didn't want you to say the tent. A travel DVD player power cord. A Glengarry Glen Ross DVD. And then apparently this cell coordinated with another cell at one time and intercepted a number of packages relating to a uh, uh, distributor of rare cultist and mythos tones out of. That's not mentioned. Anyways, they were they were uh, they were intercepted mid transmission and were t last known sat in uh, left in the box and have not been recovered by the other cell. Uh, you should probably tell any cell about that in case it's an ongoing investigation of this. Okay, so we have unknown quantity of mythos tones. That's a lot of shit. Now, of note, your job is to find all these items and determine some of this shit doesn't have to go back in the green box and be secure. Some of this stuff can just be thrown away. It's just useless. The DVD player and DVD. Could be. Could be the DVD is cursed. Like, that's, that's the rub with this situation. There's a lot of crap, and one of these things might just be a literal, like, a natural bomb about to go off. Yeah. Um, like, the deed to the house and... Centralia. Isn't Centralia a place where the coal fire is? Yep. Yeah, it's another no-go zone. Pretty yeah. Much. Which is odd that these two are connected. It is. Um, so as you drive, you realize you're almost there. And what your GPS is telling you is, as you're driving down the highway, you have to turn off onto a dirt road. And after about 30, 40 minutes, it turns into a gravel road. And after another 30, 40 minutes, it turns into a grassed over gravel road. It's still poured down. And then you're starting to see little signs of houses. Um, there are some of them with their lights on. There's still like half a dozen, maybe, maybe a dozen of houses as you're driving through. But you have the GPS location of where you're supposed to go as so you're driving that. And then as you, it's a literal line. As you pass that, nothing for another two or three miles. And then you hit the three buildings in the area with some dilapidated stuff around it. Um, you see the inn, as I described earlier. There's a shack, which is, I say shack in that it's more of a storage container that was then renovated into a house. And then you see up on the hill, a church. Yeah, where do y'all go first? Y'all just pull into the, the green box to see what the hell's going on? What do you think, guys? 
Why not? I'm open to suggestions. I say we go there. The other charge. One building is a hotel, right? Hotel, a one room hotel. And everything is a church. Let's see what materials we are here before we see what we need to go look for. Then so we check out the we check out the box the, the uh, storage unit first. I would say so. I'm going. I go. Okay, good with that. Let's do that. As you drive up to the storage unit, you see that it is cracked, half open, and a big banner across the front says, "Welcome to the revival." So you can have the spiral staircase. And as you get out of the van, you can hear somebody inside the chairs, kind of the, the sound of the whole shape being pulled on. So, our storage unit has been turned into a church hall. Yeah, fellowship hall. Hmm. Well, they say it got sold, so. Yeah. Well, I guess we ought to find out who's in there. Uh, yeah. Who can who can do that the quietest? Yeah, it'd be. I mean, did they? You know, did they hear us pull up? Did they hear us coming? Remember, we're not. We don't have to try to be sneaky. You have badges. Oh, okay. And if you want to be just like, I'm an army, I'm an army officer here to visit my hometown. That's fine. Or you can be like, I'm an ice agent investigating some smugglers that are using Arkansas, you know, the Arkansas line. That. That's the glory of being an official. You can use your uh, your official status to scare people. Sorry. Or you can be unofficial and be like, these two guys are with me. We here. We used to live here. We had to check on things. Like, what is it? Last, last, an example. The first scenario was, oh, I'm from the uh, the first group. Was like, I'm here to visit because I heard about the revival somehow, and, and, and he passed the check because he was a smooth operator. The other person is like, we're from the bank. Somebody messed up. We might be repossession. And then the third one is, I lived in this area. What's up? So like, that was three unofficial uses where you could just do an official. I go with the uh, you're a doctor looking for conducting some routine routine medical checks medical checks since there were so many illnesses concerned and you would have your medical bag with you and that's just to cover everything yeah have a stethoscope yeah, you can literally, like, as you're sitting here going, like, shit, 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 Come on. Uh, uh, scrubs. Yes. Uh, uh, why would I wear scrubs? No, no, jacket. There we go. There we go. Okay. BDUs. Now I look all doctory, yes. Come on, you know enough doctors. Huh? You know, you know yeah, enough doctors. You know how they think the most obnoxious doctor you know, and how they throw their weight around, and be that guy. I can do that. So, yeah, you're going to go just go inside and act like a doctor? Yeah, absolutely. You roll the door and they see that there's a woman uh, about 30, 35, uh, setting up headphones in, hydration pack, camel pack. She's sucking out, just putting down chairs, going over, doing a couple of things, putting tables down. Excuse me, ma'am. Oh, oh, how can I help you? Uh, yes, my name's my name's Doctor Jamal Matrice. I'm here to um, on some. Uh, we had some reports of some uh, unusual medical issues in this area. We're just uh, doing some uh, to follow up on that. 
Jamal, um, I mean, they, I, I don't remember them being anything like that. Uh, is everything okay? Well, that's what we're here to find out, man. Okay, uh, um, well, are you, I don't know. Sorry, I'm a little flustered right now. Um, come in, have a seat, have a seat first. Uh, Kind of turns a couple of chairs for you guys to sit down. What, what's what's going on? What, what, what's been? What do you think happened? Well, we're really not sure. We think there might be something contaminating the ground in this area that uh, is causing people to become ill. Perhaps uh, even you know you could like die. People have died. Oh, is, is this? I thought they said it was clear. Like we, they said it was fine for us to move back, and like they said it was clear. Is this just did something happened? Who exactly? Who, who exactly is they, ma'am? Oh, the EPA. We commissioned to actually come back home. To, oh, I, I was born and raised here. Sorry, it looks a little weird. Born and raised here. I told them like I'd like to come back to my family home, and they said, "Oh, it's fine for you to come back." So I came back. Is something wrong? Is this kind of routine? It's only been a couple of months. I'm not quite sure all the details. We're we're just following up to make sure that everyone here is in decent health and to, to make sure. That, there's no after effects of, you know, the uh, problems from before. That's perfectly fair. Have you, have you started out and you're just kind of working your way in, or you started out? You're actually the first place we visited. Well, I guess that, that'd be fair. This is kind of the closest knit you can get to kind of everybody at once. The rest are really spread out, even if it doesn't look like it. Um, yeah, um... My name's Andy. Sorry. I've got a little little, 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 little thing going on. She's a little red. I'm sorry, Andy. We're, we're here to help. You can relax. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, I can take you to Jesse. Uh, he's up at the church. And then I can go have you meet Edgar, uh, Edward and Martha down in the end, and we can get this test done right away. Sounds perfectly fine to me. All right. Uh, follow, follow me. Uh, also, of note, I forgot to as you're, as you're just talking to you guys can notice that in the back is the refrigeration unit. By refrigeration unit, I mean it's an ice chest that's about this high that's been stood up on its edge. And to the right of it is the closest thing to a RAID server of uh, generators that you've ever seen. It's like six or seven generators running beside it, stacked up. It's all whisper quiet. It's actually got a nice cool breeze radiating off of it. That's odd. That's a fridge. So here's a, here's a fridge for air conditioning. Amy, would you mind if my uh, my colleagues had a look around here while we went to meet the, uh, the other folks? Yeah, that, that, that's fine. Is there anything you need to look for specifically? I haven't been here very long. Jesse might be able to help out, but I've been in here setting up while he's been repairing the church. Is there anything you're looking for specifically? Well, you know, this, this some of it is actually a little classified. That's fair, that's fair. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, uh, I'll keep with you. Um, come, come with me. So she'll lead you off. Are y'all going to toss the place? Pretty much. Um, I definitely want to check out the refrigerator there. You said six generators hooked up to it? Six generators. Okay. It, you, you know what I'm talking about with like the standing the, the standing yeah. freezer that you can like literally fill up like dozens of shit? Take yeah. one of those, put it against the wall, and then have just massive liquid pipes pouring into it from each of these generators that then going out to another thing. Wow. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. So as you, Someone really did not want this thing warming up. As you look through them across the place, the chairs are shitty metal. They're like from the 50s. They're kind of rusted, but they've been kind of scrubbed over. Someone's kind of done some poly dents and rust right on them. Um, they're a little stiff. The tables themselves look like they're fairly new. Uh, those traditional like plastic tables that you pop it out. There, there's a couple of pamphlets about welcome home. Good to see you again. Hopefully we can see you again and make the community better and stuff like that. Um, there's a couple of Bibles that look like normal Bibles. There's a pulpit. It's a wooden pulpit. Uh, there's nothing really strange going on in this book. No book of Lutheran everyday Bible practices. Nope. You, on the other hand, you open the fridge, and inside is a solid block of ice. Well, kind of. Um, if this is five bodies deep, this is four bodies deep of solid sheet of ice with a small chunk of it chipped out. Huh. And give me a scrutiny check when you look into it to see if you can see what the hell is in this giant glass of ice. Wait, let me see here. I got the right one. I gave you the wrong skill. My apologies. He can give me search, and you can give me flint. Like I have a little bit of experience, but I think you have a little bit of experience to do to your job. And if not, you can just roll it out. Roll it at a 30. Don't worry about it. That's so. Hot one is the best. Hot hot is the worst. That's a hundred. <laughs> yeah, you ninety-seven. Rolled, you rolled ninety-seven. <laughs> no, excuse me. That's the best. Zero zero is the best. Ninety-nine is the worst. You're great. You're good. You don't see crap. It's ice. Yeah. Uh, you walk up to it and you immediately see just with your 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 kind of because you kind of used to this and you de you dealt with little small critters that crawl into you that make you go into a crazy critter. You see that inside of the glass and the ice, deeper inside of it, it looks frosted, but as you're looking there's there's substances in there. One of them glints just a bit. And the other one doesn't glint, but it kind of sucks in the light as you look at it. And there's it's almost like it's below microscopic, but you are able to pick it up because you have a kind of natural sense of the weirdness. So it looks like there's, is it moving or is it just... You can't tell. This is uh, the liquid you can assume due to the cold is liquid helium. So it is, or liquid hydrogen. This is like the coldest fucking fridge you've ever seen in your goddamn life. The ice is choice. It's like they open it up, it's like walking into the, into like the dead of winter in Siberia. I'm kind of disturbed by it. Some of the fact that some of this has been chipped off. There seems to be something in there. Some two substances. Some glinting and some very dense, obscure dark. Alright, first of all, what is the damn door? <laughs> and is it actually hydrogen? Uh, you can't tell, but I can, with enough digging around the machine, you can see that it's a liquid hydrogen. It's extremely flammable. Especially when it's frozen and you're This is not a fridge. 
Yeah. You were told you were going to have a fridge in the green box. This is a cryogenic chamber. Yeah. In a shack in the middle of Arkansas. And a known place for explosions. Yeah, we're talking like 400. Because that one was trying to get rid of something degrees below zero in what the hell do we got her saying to make these suspicious? I thought this was a no-go zone. How was she allowed to come back here? That sounds like that sounds like a lot. So, um, as he, he can explain it, if you know about Chernobyl, you're actually allowed to move back if you have a residence there. You basically sign a waiver. It's like, I know the dangers. I don't care. I want to live here. Okay. That could, that could be true. That, that could be true. You know what? Still get on the sack phone and. Uh, but I have the sack Okay. She's got the laptop. Okay. But we don't want these refrigerators. I mean, we don't want the stuff to fly out either. No. Yeah. Now you said. Oh, I was going to say, when he, uh, as soon as he gets back, we need to call P Cell. And. Um, Look in to see how many how many permits have been issued. So what are the most recent permits issued for people to return here? Yeah. These generators run off kerosene and diesel. You can't tell. Whisper size. You can tell there's a hydrogen. Give it to you. You don't know what this thing is running off. They're not plugged into it. They're not plugged in. They're just running. So, uh, uh, you can unscrew the cap and look inside. There's gas there, but like, gas is a wild machine. This is like, you know, you hear the jokes about the black helicopter, but you can't hear about this. This is that type of like. Um, can I make a heavy machinery check yeah, to see what, to see what the heck's going on here? Yeah, I just matched it. That's fine. All you gotta do is make a match. This thing is running off some other some type of energy, and I say that because they're after like taking it and like unscrewing it and looking at the pipes. It does have gas in it, and it's got like a 55 gallon tank in it, and it's new. But there's not a lick of drip of like dip going on, and then like closing it up, kind of cracking open the engine. You've never seen an engine like this before. Like, you're you're a cowboy. You might have run into tech like this. This is tech that usually isn't allowed to be seen by normies. Okay. And like, this is some this is some Delta Green shit. This next level. This next level. And like, I say an alternate power source because as you're looking through, you do eventually find like a wire. It's a clear monofilament, clear wire. It just runs into the ground. Oh, and that's the only source you can think of that might be because there's no way the gas in this can keep this thing running at this temperature. Takes a lot of power to keep something cold. Oh wait, I'm not allowed to talk on that there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll cut cut over to you. Okay, back to me. As you're walking up with Amy, she's like, "Yeah, um, sorry, I got to practice my spiel for people that aren't used to it." So, well, welcome to Johnsburg. And as you can see, the church has been a little rusty. Welcome back here. And she's clearly trying to keep herself from freaking out. And she's like, no no humans to the humans to kind of see if people are lying. No, she's she's 
kind of worried. Um, as you're walking up, you can see that the church, the church has the steeple been blown off and paled into the ground. So it's kind of laying like this wise. And uh, as you pass that, there's a couple markings on the bottom. You can give me a call. Or unnatural if you have either. And if you don't, you can roll anyways. Right. Occult's better. Okay. Odd eight? Eight. That's, uh, that's below 30. I had 30. That's so, odd eight, you're good. Good. Uh, okay. You recognize the symbol. It's not complete. It's so many papers to go it looks sort of like the hurricane pattern. Like a hurricane symbol on a, like, on a, like, a weather map? Like a hurricane symbol on the weather map. But it's not right. And I say it's a cult because it immediately goes, this is weird and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It, t- it tingles your jimmies. Because you've been around jing- uh, Jimmy tingling monsters before. <laughs> so, like, you know what it does. You know what it happens. So you kind of got an idea. Jingle Timmy. Whatever he said, I liked it. Jingle Timmy. <laughs> Jimmy Tingling Monsters. There we go. Whoever takes your picture for you, sure. Okay. But yeah. So as you see that, do you want to investigate, like scrub it away or something? Sure. That uh, sounds great. If I'm allowed to, if, if Amy's gonna let me. I mean, you are a doctor. You could be like, this might be a contaminant. Like you can scrape it away if you wanted to. Okay. But like you've been down and look at it. She's like, um, what, what, what's wrong? Uh, that's that's just always been there. That's kind of the the building material we use. Could you be that? Is that that problem? Anything's possible, ma'am. Okay. Do you scrape it with a finger or with a pen? Oh, I'm not like, touching it with my hands. <laughs> Somebody touched it with their hands last time. Um, <laughs> so you scrape it off into the checking for later. You scrape it off into the and it it looks like it's kind of like dried paint or dried tar. But as you scrape away at it, the top layer flakes off to reveal this gray taff, uh, this red taffy underneath it that just sloughs off into does it move of its own accord? I mean, when you're scraping it, it sloughs off into it, and then you I mean, can hold it. And, no? No, it doesn't look alive. No. Okay. It's like a red, like a taffy. It has, it has a fine layer of black to it, and then inside is this kind of gooey taffy, runny taffy. Oh. And I am uh, no, huh? No. Do I have something safe to put it in? You, you are a medical. I've got medical stuff. You are allowed to have whatever a medical examiner can have okay. with a reason for a travel. So I've got like a pee cup, <laughs> sterile. So you, you some kind of got test tubes. You've got yeah, pee cups. I got, so I got, got yeah, your, I've got something to put it in. You're okay. like. Medical examiner and field surgeon. You can actually, like, if necessary, do some really rudimentary surgery on people and probably keep them alive because of your skills. Okay. So, like, you even have a cooler for organs should the need arise. Okay. So, yeah. So, you finish up there and as you walk up. Now, give me an art check as you check out the church. Art. Art, if you have it. I don't have art. Give me an occult check. An occult check. Nope. Alright. You walk up. Walk up. And there's something odd about the pictures on the church. There is a... This is the church, by the way, from the side. It's a one-story church. 
uh, one story for most, two story, and then this is a little top where the you can see where the steeple is kind of thrown off. I've got lots of props. <laughs> like carrot top. I've got all the props. Uh, I don't know where the other props went. Oh well, we'll figure it out. Um, you walk up, there's something that rubs you wrong about these images. There is something wrong with these stained glass images. Just something about them is incongruous to what you know of Christianity and what the uh, stained glass should be. Um, she's like, well, this is our church. It's been around in Jesse's family forever. It's been a cornerstone of the community since before it was built. Uh, and yet, you know, all of you, if you've been here before, sorry, I'm going to treat you like a, like a guest and like a former family member. You've all been here before. You know it's been here forever. And it's been here for times good and bad. And it's stood forever. Um, so, yeah, let's go inside. As you walk up, you can hear two men arguing. You can hear the baritone of two people of male gender of a deep uh, bass arguing. One is a little bit more tinny, and the other one is just a nice, deep, rich tone. Give me a listen check. Awareness. Give me an awareness check to see if you can hear what they're saying. It's on the bottom. It's on the second page. Okay. It's alertness. I wrote things wrong. Ah. Oh, there it is. So I don't have anything next to that. It's base 20. It's ba Okay, so if I don't have it, it's whatever the number I'm yeah. placing is. Okay. Yeah. Nope. 66, you crit failed. You're not paying attention. The church is weirding you out. So as you walk in, you can see that uh, there is a... Yeah, I found them. Props. Props. There's a small vestibule and opening at the church with the, uh, the stained glass on the side and the double door. And at the forefront, you can see that there are two men arguing. One man is in a white tee, uh, jeans, got a hammer and his cargo shorts, and generally is yelling, not yelling, but being polite and fully forceful to the other guy. The other guy is kind of schlubby, uh, ill-fitting suit, gold, gaudy gold rings and gaudy gold chains. It's like, come on, Jesse, I need to... Oh, hi, Andy, how are you? Jesse's like, oh, we have guests. Please leave, Trevor. And he kind of pushes him out. Trevor's the guy with the hammer and the jeans. The gaudy. The gaudy guy oh, is the Trevor. Suit, the suit guy. Jesse is the, uh, the, the hammer guy. Trevor's the suit guy. Jesse's the hammer guy. Yes. Jesse kind of looks mint and then just kind of walks away. Uh, walks up, kind of eyes you up and down as he sees. And then... Um, Amy actually stops him and goes, uh, actually, Trevor, if you want to wait for a little bit, this man has something to talk about. Uh, just wait in the end, and we'll talk to you as soon as we can. Whatever. Kind of walks off towards the end. Uh, as you come inside, you can see that Jesse is standing there, and he's like, Jesse, this guy, this, this person's here to do some more tests. He says that it's, uh, there's something wrong with the area, and he's trying to do some reaching tests. Can I, do you want to talk to him? Hi Jesse, I'm I'm Dr. Jamal. How are you? I'm, I am fine. How are you? 
I'm lovely. I'm sorry that we had to bother you guys here, but uh, we were sent out here to uh, to uh, do some medical follow-ups on the people in this area. We um, understand that there's been some problems here, and uh, you know, we're just making sure everyone out here is okay. Make sure you know that there's nothing you know residual that you need to worry about. Fair, fair. Um, how long will this take? Depending on what we find, it could take 15 minutes, it could take several days. Okay, okay. Um, fair, fair. I'll, uh, what, what do you need from me and what, uh, what do you need to see? Well, take first looks around the church. Well, I, you know, I'm, I need to, uh, I'm probably going to need to collect some samples, some, uh, some blood samples, some urine samples, have them analyzed. But, um, honestly, this church is a little, I don't know what it is about it, I just, I understand you're restoring it? It's been in my family for years, the storm kind of blew through, we're not really restoring it as much as the storm came through, knocked the stuff off, and we're trying to rebuild it. I see. Not, what, not too bad, but you know, a couple of patches on some new tile that got blown off, and uh weather stripping and a couple of the new nails that I put to replace some of the old rusty ones kind of tore loose in the storm. Let's see. And where are you, um, where are you getting your materials to, uh, to repair the church from? Uh, it's just on Depot and Lowe's up the, you know, up, up, up the highway. We just go out there and get a couple of supplies and come back. Let's see. So you're not using anything local? No, we... We've been here long enough to know it's probably better to not go local. See. Well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to bother you. I don't want to keep you from your work. You know, I'm, 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 we're 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 happy that you're all willing to cooperate. We want to inconvenience you as little as possible. We just want to make sure everybody's okay. Sure, go ahead. I can I can lead you around uh, the the bathroom and kind of the rest areas upstairs. I can do the piss test for you, do the blood test while we're sitting here. That'd be great. Jamie would be would be more than fine. She's a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, I, I can do that. That'd be great. So as you go through, uh, kind of, he kind of, he takes you to this right side and leads you up into the second floor. On the second floor, you can tell that this has been renovated a bit because the handrails are new, this curtain is new, and you can see what looks like accordion, old-ass accordion gates with some chain links around this with all the building materials. And there's a couch, there's a DVD player with a power cord, there's a TV, there's a Glengarry Gun Ross DVD playing out right now, uh, and then this is the bed, and then these are all windows that look out. Give, uh, no need, you're not in a hurry because he's letting you follow. These were stained glass outside, inside they're one way. So it looks like stained glass from the outside, but as you look out, they're crystal clear. Okay. And obviously we have found the DVD player and the DVD. Uh, 
So there's a curtain, you say? Yes. What's up? I said, what's behind? What's what's going on there behind the curtain? Oh, we're doing some renovation. That's a bathroom. Uh, we're gonna wall it off eventually. The curtain won't be completely necessary, but right now it's just kind of a, a shower head and a little bucket to use. Uh, there's a toilet installed, but you know we can't do all of it at once. It's a little messy, so we got the tarp and the curtain. Mind if I take a look, just briefly? Go ahead, sir. Take a look. You open it up and it's got a little, it's got a little portage on it, like literally like a little shitty portage on that you can use, and it's a, it's a hose that's going out, and you can kind of see that it's talking to a spigot, a spigot kind of, and it goes into the wall down into where the other one is, and it kind of runs out to a hose, you can just see the hose is like attached to the building, it's got some and those are your building materials over there? Yes, sir. Alright, so I kind of saunter over that way. Yeah, so there is an opening here. Uh, I didn't draw it. But it's a door that kind of opens in. Because uh, this is curved. Okay. And then you go over here and you see the accordion with the game. He's like, oh, let me, let me unlock that for us. Pops it open and locks it open. And inside it's just... You know, shingles, nails, plywood, just all kinds of material. All looks new. All looks brand new. Okay, well that obviously didn't come from around here. So did you say? Did you say what this was? It's a bed. Well, it's a bed slash carpet. It's just like it's a place to set up and do the working. You can assume this is a futon that he can pull out and sleep on. You know, you got that that that, that movie that's playing. How was like that movie? Oh, you like the movie? We we found it in the, the, the storage unit out there, so we you know. Oh yeah. Get from God, so we'll just set it up in here to use while we got time. Did you um? Did you did you uh? Did you find anything else in the storage unit? Oh, there's a whole heap of weird stuff in there. But the bank didn't care about it when we bought it from bought it from so they said it was ours. They kind of left the cooler there because it was cold. It was running and it was pretty good. Then uh, we gathered everything up. Took all the guns to the end. Clearly, there's something weird to have that many weird old guns there. So we left it at the end to have them call in the police. Uh, I took the books and kind of the other knickknack stuff. Uh, figured they might be an interesting thing to sell at the revival. Uh, do a little charity auction stuff like that. Love some knickknacks people might bring in. Well, uh, do you mind uh, what the, what bank did you buy this storage unit from? Arkansas. The bank of Arkansas. Arkansas National Bank, oh, yeah. whatever the local state bank is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Not Miskatonic University's <laughs> Bank of Shagoth and Higher. <laughs> it's not the Bank of Shagoth, Biaki, and the, and the Dread one. Yeah, we're um, we're worried that that some of the items in the storage unit might have actually had some of the uh, health effects that we were talking about. That's all right. Uh, I would, that, that, that storage locker is locked up tight. So. Oh, question. Yes, all right. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll gather them up. Will we, we, we take them in for you? 
Um, yeah, we have to go there anyway to meet the other people, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Do you mind doing testing right now? No, not at all. I can do that right now. Yeah, we're here to make, we're here to help you. We're here to make sure that you're okay. That's that's our goal. So he kind of leaves. He goes and he leaves, leaves to go get the stuff downstairs. Uh, Amy kind of, well, this is hers, I guess, and takes it off and puts it down. The counter, the hydration pack she was wearing. She goes, actually, uh, I'm gonna go help him really fast. He used the tent as a top, a top. In a second, you want to follow her up to watch it. It is open air, um, and the dark pulls off to essentially where the steeple was. It is actually kind of a flat surface. A purposefully plain flat surface where you can see where it has been the underside of the steeple looks as if it was built so that you could staple it into so it's almost an attachment that you added instead of actually like purposefully built into the an observer platform if you so I'm gonna do the uh, do some draw some blood, get it samples from Amy, little cheek swab DNA thing, you know. Okay. Amy seems a little flushed and hot, but you can assume this is nervousness because the doctor's coming and saying well, it's fucked up here as usual. We're gonna test you, and she's relatively new to coming back here. Thank you very much, Amy. We really, we really do appreciate your helping us. This is going to help everyone in the area. We're going to make sure that you guys are safe. I, I, hope, I hope it was just kind of a fluke because I, I, I really do want everything to turn out good out here. Jesse comes back about five minutes later. He's got the, the D to the. He's got the book. He's got this exact row of all the notes and weird shit in it. The DVD players. He has everything that, except for the guns, and he has everything except for the fridge. Well, like, yeah, obviously he's not going to carry the fridge. <laughs> if he did, I think this adventure would be over very quickly for some reason. <laughs> So, uh, thank you very much, Jesse. Um, do you mind if we uh, get your samples real quick? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll go behind the shower so that we don't yeah, have to disturb any legs. perfectly fine. There you go. Yeah, drop it. Okay. You are doing this so much better because you're not, you're actually in control so you don't have to roll for any of this stuff. Because everybody's just like, sure, this works. Why officials kick ass and you can get it correct. Um, so you get all the materials. What have you been, two been doing in the meantime? I'm going to walk around that store and see if there's any, you know, any wires coming out of it and then coming up into that I can see. Solid ass gorgeous. No crazy uh, glyphs or anything. We're writing all of it. Oh, it, look, it looks like a steel storage container off the back of a ship. That then has been kept up. It's not rusty. If this has really been here for 50 plus years, you think there'd be rust or dents or something? This it is This is not. I mean, we got next level cutting edge tech. There's no place being out here in the middle of freaking nowhere. We got explosions that don't make sense. 
Don't forget, you are a knife knife, so you have a knife to peel off a piece of that ice. I mean, you can assume you have something to hold the ice or the water in. Uh, it is hot though, so like chipping and putting in there and just waiting for them to come. So you can do that. Yeah, we put some in a water bottle, drink that, and probably have water. Yeah, put an ice water in your kitty drink. Alright, do not drink. Do not drink. Cool. So, what do you think's going on? Okay, I think. Uh, obviously, we're refrigerators, so it's crazy weird. I'm wondering why. They know this thing's not running on gasoline because they haven't bought gasoline or diesel. But they know something's weird about this. And it doesn't seem to bother. Also, the fact that this steeple looks like it's an add-on to change the appearance of this building and the see-through windows. Right, you actually went and walked around. Like, you can see the church from you went and art there. But you have art because you have straight screen. Right, I have a phone call, so go whichever one's on. Alright, is it 60? Or the phone is it 60? Okay. Well, Alright, so you first, you see it and it's like, that's weird. That's not correct. So you have a little exposure to religion in the Mesopotamia and the Mesoamerican area. And you realize that this looks like art for like. There's something wrong with it. That's where the cult check is for. The cult check means that you recognize that, like, the passion of the Christ, where he's on the cross, and the guy's inside the side, and usually, like, the devil on the right. Uh, that's not the devil. Uh, that is a long tendril of black shadows with eyes and teeth. And now that you recognize that, you recognize that all the kind of ones that you see have a little bit wrong with them. So, like, the angel wings actually have their feathers look like they're just a wing composed of eyes. And, like, there's a couple of the, the disciples, like, one of them has the, the, the way that it's constructed looks like he's got gills. And, like, there's just everything has something slightly off about it. It's one where if you look at it, it's weird and you can tell, as, like an art history or religious person can understand, this is a unique piece of artistry. An occultist can recognize the occultist, and if you have rolled extra or natural, if anybody has a natural, you would have gotten exactly what it is. It's a yeah, it's a nice one with some kind of new new, new bit to it. He collected a piece of ice and put it in a water bottle later. Do not open. Or do not drink. And then uh, I figured they'd fill me in when we met back up. And then he, he rolled. Yeah. So yeah, y'all can all meet up. Uh, you have all your stuff. Are you gonna leave Amy and Jesse at the church? Well. 
it would be nice if they came along to introduce us to the rest of the people. Fair. Okay. You can say that uh, Amy decides she's going to stay. She's a little tired. Uh, Jesse will, or, Jesse's going to stay and keep working on it just to take his mind off it. Amy's going to go with you. Uh, she'll walk down with you back to the storage unit where you guys are. Right, thanks, Jesse, again. Yeah, he, he nods, but you can tell his mind is elsewhere. Fair enough. So I guess we So she walks by that because she knows you two are right there. So she's gonna walk. As you walk back, you can notice everything like in reverse. There's nothing really special. You do now notice that there's a car behind the end. It's a Lamborghini. It's red. It's knocked up and scratched up. It looks like shit. Uh, you couldn't see it as you were walking up. Now you can see it as you're walking. Up. Um, and then Amy will kind of come back to you guys at the storage unit. So, uh, um, we're finished. Uh, if you two want to come with, we're going to go to the end to introduce you to Edward, Moth, and Trevor. Or you can keep working here. Uh, but if you want to let you know where we're going, uh, yeah. Kind of trails off at that. Waits for a response. Yeah, that's fine. We didn't find anything that's obviously dangerous. That's so good. So yeah, we'd like to meet Trevor and the rest of the Okay. So you walk down to the end. Uh, you see that it's called the Viridian Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Meridian Pyramid, my bad. Um, <laughs> and as you walk in, you see that Trevor's in there talking with uh, this old woman. He appears to be 60, 50, 60, 70 years old. And she and Trevor is, as you, you clearly tell us, like, she, she hears y'all come in and you catch the end of it. And he's like, Trevor, I'm done with you, jump speed. Please leave me alone. And you come in. And you can it. And he's like, all right, everybody. Uh, let me introduce you to the scientist. How many is it? How many is it? Two or three. Well, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dr. Jamal. As I was telling Amy, I've already told Amy and Jesse that uh, we're doing some routine testing on all the residents in this area. We're looking for, uh, we're basically following up on uh, some uh, reports of some medical issues and uh, other things like that. We just want to make sure everyone here is healthy and safe. We understand there were some issues in the past with you know this area, and we just want to make sure that everyone is uh, safe and sound. What, what, what do you need while Martha speaks up? Edward doesn't really talk. He's kind of sitting there. He nods. Uh, Basically, we just need a little bit of blood and like maybe a urine sample. We'd like to take a little DNA swab. Do I got to stay? Trevor just kind of speaks up. It's like, after I give this, can I just leave? Well, I'll also need to see your IDs and make sure that you are allowed to be in this area. Uh, I don't see any reason why we have to detain you, Trevor. I mean, if you have business to conduct, you know, we're not here to we're not here to obstruct your life. Like I'll go first. He kind of walks up. Like, what do you need, Doc? Okay. He pulls out his wallet. He pulls 
out the format for somebody that's allowed to be in the year. Okay, so I go ahead and do my medical stuff with Trevor, blood draw, and actually allow him to go to the restroom to procure a urine sample. I don't think I need to check in for a whizinator or anything, do I? <laughs> No, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, he's like, all right, I'm done. I'll see you later. Remember, everybody. Remember what I said. And then he pulls off. And you hear the... It's <laughs> grinding this thing's gears and driving off. How does somebody drive a Lamborghini on a dirt road anyway? That doesn't really work. <laughs> Unless he's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like Back to the Future, where we're going, where he's going, he doesn't need roads. <laughs> it's more he wants. He, if you haven't figured it out, he wants to show he's got money to the point where he's a fucking idiot. Ah, oh, gotcha. Do we know anybody like that? I'm sorry, my character is a mechanic. She's just thinking of your goddamn poor car. <laughs> You can kill him. You can kill him later, I'm sure. You tried that car wrong, bam. Um, yeah, Amy's like, well, I've been. He was a monster, damn it! I introduced you guys. I'm gonna go back to the church to kind of rest up. It's been a busy day. Amy, thank you very much for your help. Thank you. If we need anything else, we'll, be, we'll come and find you. But uh, thank you. You've been very, very helpful, very cooperative. We appreciate it. No problem. Uh, you get a ring at this time from P-Cells whenever you're ready. We got I'm, I'm sorry. If you guys will excuse me, I have to take this call. I'm going to step outside for just a minute. Yeah. Right. Do you check the guys with these two guys, these two individuals I do? Yeah. Check them. They have it. Uh, they have the official IDs and they have a little green sticker on them. So what does that mean to me? Do you know that they're an agent and they might be a friendly? Uh, you haven't been contacted about friendlies in the area or agents in the area, and you can ask to talk to them and ask for their assistance, but at the same time, usually if an agent's running into each other, it's very awkward because you're not supposed to know about each other ever. So you can request assistance or you can just avoid them. Or I can just pretend that I don't know what that means. Exactly. Okay. So, okay, well, these seem to be in order. Uh, we were talking about, uh, we know you received some weapons. There's, there's some weapons stored here. Uh, I, I need my mechanic to check those, those weapons and make sure, see if they are functional, and see if, if you are allowed to keep them. Uh, the bank may, may be, uh, they should have given you those weapons. They may have broken the law, not knowing what was in that container. Uh, you have in the back Trevor kind of hit it with his car There's, uh, the sheriff came by and dropped off with his paddy wagons uh, so we, we gave him the guns he said he'd come back in a couple of days after the revival he'd go back there so yeah you get, you know, the paddy wagon is just an old converted horse trailer that's kind of been 
sealed in, so it has a gun cage, it's got a desk, it's got a cabinet, and it's got a... And there's no need to put a cage for criminals and just go walk in the back seat of the truck. So it's just a little, a little converting place that they're able to drive in, leave it, get all your shit, leave, hose it down, and make sure it's decontaminated because you had to go into this crazy place. Yeah. Get to you in a second. All right, you. He sounds like, all right, all right, all right. I think I found the issue. Uh, took a little digging. There was a couple of files missing. Uh, you know how it is. So let's see. The last report I have is the boxes in a city that sucks. Uh, city burned down. Official statement was a sugar exploding. Destabilized the area. Uh, methane in the area keeps things unsafe. I'm sure you've heard this if you're not. There you go. Um, okay, here we go. Here's the actual incident report from the, from the agent. Um, a cult in the area, unsure of the size and number, was, uh, they were tasked to, to deal with it. What, what was in the area? A cult. A cult. A cult. That's what I thought you said. Um, unfortunately, it was a deep cover assignment that took a little too long, so they weren't able to find it. They weren't. The cult was pretty inundated in the uh, region, so they weren't able to track them out. They asked for assistance, and they were given a. They were given an object. Uh, it looks like this is scratched out with a number 45 on it. I'll get to that in a second. Um, to deal with the cult. Um, they placed it around known areas where the cultists would gather and simply waited to see if the results of the event. The event is what caused the explosion. One of the agents died. The other one was reassigned. And that's the last report from the use of the I'll look for page 45 really fast. If you hear I'm kind of flipped there. One second. Next question. I'm missing those pages, sorry. It cuts out at 43 and it comes back to like 83. Let me go see if I can find them in another one. Uh, does any questions before I go? Uh, so there's no other mention of what this object might have been? I'm going to check for page 45. And since it says it was actually called in, there might be another one in our registry another area. I'll try and get to you as quickly as possible. We might have an idea of what it is. All we can, all I can assume from signing this is it's a big explosion. Be careful. Okay. Also, did you look through any of the objects that you were carrying back? The, uh, the stuff from the green the, the, uh, the DVD player and stuff? The DVD player, the titles. No, I haven't yet. Okay. But I don't see why I can't. <laughs> you don't have to do it now. I'm just checking to see if anything happens. So you're going to go to the, check out the paddy wagon, right? Uh, so you go to the paddy wagon and it's locked. Roll something to check it. You're a mechanic, just like, dude, roll a mechanics check. That'll be your lock pick. Okay. Like, I think there's a mechanics check. Do you like heavy machinery? Okay. 
It's welded together. Like it's not strong. It's just it needs someone to strong the brakes. You can knock the pins out of the door for fuck's sake and just get in. That machinery demolition or attack it with my big wrench. You can attack it with a big wrench. That's fine. Oh hell, that my skill with the machinery is better. <laughs> Second 97 and one second. So you go at it and you, you fiddle with it, you fiddle with it, and you go for the hand and you shake and you shake and you Okay, now I attack you with the big wrench. The door falls off. The door off. fell off. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, inside you see a desk, a big old uh, cabinet, like one of those storage cabinets, yeah. and then the gun, the gun cage. Okay. In the gun cage, you see your various weapons and the various boxes underneath it. They're secure, um, okay. but it's locked. Okay. So how are you going to get into it? Well, check and see if the doors come off again. <laughs> Roll a D10. Nice. It gives a little bit enough that if you wanted, you could fit your hand in and maybe grab one. Look in the desk for keys. Yeah. Good idea. You know, what are you going to do now? Look, look, check the desk and see if there's keys. All right, well, you're going to start looking. Open all the drawers. Yeah. Open. See if there's like, anything up underneath. I need dice. Here, I can hear you. can as you open the drawer to the desk, you feel a pressure and a pop. And all of the sudden, as you open the drawer, you feel this getting sucked in and take two damage as you are impaled into the remnants of the desk. I say remnants because it is all sucked and compressed down into a sycamore, essentially. Tight compressed space with numerous shooting spikes on the edge of it. There was a singularity in the desk? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> so what do you do now? Ice cream! Yeah, let's uh let's roll sanity for that, shall yeah. we? Roll it uh do yeah, roll it and try and beat your current. Okay. Yeah, I rolled 88, I had 60. Alright, well it's a, it's a D4 double because you crit failed. Who's four? As, oh boy, I think we figured out what we're here to find. Okay. Yeah. Now something else happens like that, I'm gonna hit my breaking point. <laughs> People go crazy. People go crazy really fast. Yeah, so how are you gonna get those guns? <laughs> are you even caring about the guns right now? Don't care about the guns right now. Yeah. Gonna go storm back inside? Yes. Alright. Um, Doc! Doc! <laughs> someone's calling for you, Professor. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to get you some dice. <laughs> no, you're fine. This will, this will do just fine. Okay. Oh my god, what happened? He's got... It's not that he took two damage, so it's more like his, the front of her, like... Her shirt is torn open, she's got a gash across it. Well, we need to get you fixed up. Okay. So, so shit just imploded out there, Doctor. Well, exploded is when things go out. He imploded when this things want to go in. I, I blow things up. I don't blow things in. Isn't that a controlled demolition <laughs> Well, I'm, an, I'm an artillery. I don't do control. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, regardless of what happened, you know, we need to get you. We need to get you stitched up. You know, you're, you're obviously bleeding, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I need to do some medical things. First aid, I think, is just the generic like help you. Medicine. Uh, I'm gonna say that and then watch it not be a skill. Really I have medicine. Eighty percent. First aid, 80. Right there. Yeah, do first aid. No, you're really good at first aid. Watch me fail. Nope, 48. Yeah, uh, your degree is success. You pass, you can stitch him up for it. Roll a d4. I'll roll a d4. Oh, I got one. I roll a d4 because I get the opportunity to not. Three. You're fine. He goes. He kind of gobbles you up, stitches you up, and like cleans you up. I can't do really much about your clothes, though. Unfortunately. Did you bring a Did you bring a change of clothes? I hope so. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, do you continue to take the blood and urine of uh, people here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but um. So the caddy wagon was put there by the sheriff, you said? Just a it's just like a state sheriff, like, he's in charge of the area, things can come deal with it, but, you know, we don't want to come in if a kid's like, you, you know, police yourself, if something bad happens, call us, we'll come in, leave, deal with it, then we'll leave. You said it was the desk? Yes. I pull out the door looking for keys to the gun cabinet on the desk. Imploded. Yes. And sucked me into it. So is the desk still there? Or like what's left of it? What's left is a sickle ball. Like of twisted metal. Just like like somebody like somebody crushed it into a Spear. It's in. So think of it like an accordion, and then when an accordion, they all they twisted it up so it's got all just spikes pointing out from the outside. All right. So what is, what's the what's the book? Martha and Edgar. Edward. Martha um, and Edward. But Edward doesn't talk. He hasn't talked yet. He's just talk sitting yet. there. He's He's okay. So Martha, my uh, my coworker here, uh, appears to have had some sort of accident out of the, the paddy wagon. Is something wrong with the desk? I don't know what that is. I called the sheriff and told him to come in, and I said, Sheriff, I don't know what's happening. Well, it should be locked. Locked? The desk wasn't locked. The desk wasn't locked. 
fuck did the doors fell off the paddy wagon? Oh, the doors fell off. What was that doing? Well, so, um, Martha, the, the, just for safety's sake, though, we want to go ahead and get our tests done. We don't want anything to happen to the samples. So, um, if, do you mind if we test you and Edgar at this, you know, at this no, time? That's fine. Sir. All right, so I'll go ahead and do that. Edgar looks annoyed, but, you know, he, he's got a couple. He'll just hold out the arm for the blood test. And take out this right there. <laughs> uh, she will be a little bit more polite and, like, go around the corner and do something. Gotcha. Okay. Alright, and they're like, well, um, do you need a room? We can put you up here so you're okay with that. What kind of vehicle did we come here in? Like a van? A black animal van with a dragon, a dragon and a wizard on it. A dragon and a wizard. Deep cover. Gen Con cover. It's just missing free candy on the side. And in fact, if you looked hard enough when you saw it, there is actually scraped off free candy. I see. It's a joke. We're given the shittiest of the shit. Dragon and a wizard. Right. No, excuse me. One of them was a repo company last time. And they are like, we drove up in this. Do you really think we had to just go? So we took the closest, best repo car we had. We don't want to be driving this thing. No, I'm just thinking, should we sleep in the in the inn or should we sleep in the van? <laughs> At least we know the van hopefully won't implode. We left the van alone for the last several hours, so it could implode. Well, you know what? Do you feel well enough to go get the van and bring it down here to the end? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. And we can secure so we can so the van can be secure. Yeah. All right, and then um, you know what, Martha? We we would like to stay here at the end tonight. Okay, we'll set you up over. All right, thank you so very they, much. They take you up to the second floor. There's kind of like a stairway that leads up inside of it. They just take you to the far back, far right corner. It's just in the middle of nowhere. Kind of the farthest away from everything. Here you go. You go inside and there's two beds. Just a large, like, open space to do some work. Big bathroom for the shower. Much, much bigger than it should be, especially for like a 1950s, 1960s place. Like this is like California King size. Does it appear to be? I mean, you said much bigger than it should be. It's within reason. It's more of like you, you're thinking like a shitty motel room. Oh, no, like I'm a bed, TV, and that. I know. Good question. Because that could be misconstrued within the context. Yeah, does it? Yeah. No, it's it's more like they knocked down two or three walls to make this room oh, okay. much, much. Bigger. Okay, it's just a really big room. It's not yeah. but it doesn't. It's not, it's not like on a, the inside than it is on the outside. Okay, given the fact that we just had a desk implode. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to tell these guys, okay, these two, Martha and Edward, are also Delta Rangers. They are. That's very In that case, I think it would be worth our while to make sure that this room is secure before we do anything. Wasn't was one of the items on the list a book about bugs? Yeah. About, but yes, about setting listening bugs, devices. listening devices from the FBI. I think 
I'm standing here talking about it. Yeah, I think we need to check the room. Was the list of listening devices or actual insects? Listening devices. Give me a search. Can we all do that? Search for military science. No, I got search. Ooh, 39, just beat it. Um, I didn't like it. It says military science, but I'm not sure if it's land science or just... I would ask for a specific, because this allows you to do a lot of designation, but this is literally like, you are used to doing military stuff, and this is very much like mind checking, so like, I'm, you know, even if you are going to be a bomber, you're going to go through a little bit of artillery service so you understand what to So you can treat that as like, I know how to look It's like knowledge military. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And I, I have military science I made. All right, we both got it. You didn't make it? No, I did not. All right, you, you cover the room much quickly than expected because you were able to do it. Clean. Absolutely clean. Okay. All right, so we know we can talk here with a reasonably reasonable expectation of privacy. Okay. Okay, so we'll check out the uh, restroom. Like the DVD player, the DVD. The DVD seems fine. Sit there watching the DVD. Probably get the background to hear any weird shit that happens. Uh, you can kind of look through all the other items. Flip through the books real quick. Uh, the, this book is weird. Uh, who has linguistics? Well, I'm a media specialist. You, you have linguistics. And that is a media. I do not. I think it's a special skill for you. Yeah. I have an eye for details, apparently. Hang on. It says media. Yeah, one second. I'm trying to find it. Oh, science linguistics. So the check is to understand the notes. But as a linguistics, you can understand. You can look at it and see this is trying to describe the language of comics, trying to decide the language of representation, trying and ultimately most of the notes are set upon the triangle of meaning, and it seems to be a lot of notes representing reality to meaning to abstraction and a lot of creation of Venn diagrams with sketching and like heavy handwriting all across them. <laughs> Those are my notes, by the way. I do media studies and like I had to act like a cultist to consume them. I'm getting ready to go for nights on the dinner table here. Burn all the books. <laughs> you can do that if you want. Well, I'm sure that we could. The question is, should we? If you want to survive in this game, you burn all the books and you stand in the back with your eyes shut. No reality and non-reality. It what you saw. You don't know what the guy is talking about. You can assume when I flip through the book. 
what? It's his dice. <laughs> there is. You should be happy because that's really bad for you guys if it happens on my end. So be glad he took my good dice. Oh. Uh, is it Arch? Who, did we pick one of the characters that has access to the interpreter? He is the interpreter. Oh, I thought you said. Oh no, Donna has uh, access to the interpreter. I can speak Spanish, but so it's written in Spanish. They have an interpreter that has uh, that was captured by a cultist. So like he has weave those knowledge to him. If you want to use that, you'll burn a bond. Essentially, you'll roll it and like take that much damage to it. Like, uh, I'll just roll it for you over here. It's like a oh, so it's like you have so much credit with that bond that you it's use it up. Not exactly. It's more that this is a special thing for him because it's a bond that you push your insanity off to to protect. Oh, but at okay. the same time, it's a skill you use. It's one of the one ones weird ones I wanted to try. So, yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it to you because it's weird. But yeah, uh, loose. How, what's that bond at? Yeah. Push four off to it, and you can. Uh, if this is a longer game, you can repair bonds by like hanging out with them. You get a little stretched as you play because you push insanity onto it, but you can repair. But you can repair it, or you can continue to fuck it up. So yeah, we'll push four onto it and then just just roll a uh, general like eighty percentile. Because you're calling up the odd four. That's all perfect. So you call them up. Um, you're the first person to call them. You're the first one to play the odd. This turned out really nice. Um, show them the page on the computer. Laptop. Put it on the laptop and pull it up. And he kind of. He scratches his head and he kind of looks sad for me. He's like, <sighs> so it looks like this is really heady. He's trying to conceptualize ways of moving about the triangle without using the triangle. It's weird because prep your brain, brains, guys, is hard to explain. We view the world as realistic, we interpret it through meaning, and we can abstract concepts. Actually, that triangle is a single point, and they're all the same thing, the cultists were telling me. Essentially, he's trying to rationalize it and compress the triangle down into a single point. Maybe implode the triangle? Maybe implode the triangle. Like a singularity? Huh? Like a singularity? I mean, a singularity is the best way to say it because it, it, it's going. Our perception is wrong at times. We're gonna have to go back to the truth. Um, it's wrong. We built a system that functions but is inherently wrong. So we think as a triangle is actually a point in a greater square. This is somebody trying to rectify some really heady, heady, heady material, approaching it in a very weird way. I cast detect magic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna have to. If you could send me a copy of it, I might take a couple of days to read through it. And again, I don't know if I want to read this. What, what would the physical effects be of 
getting to that one point, or is it just a mental effect? It, it's a mental effect ultimately until you can get the all points to the higher structure. Because right now the mental effect is being able to translate an abstract thought into meaning, and a meaning into abstract, and a meaning into an imagination. Like we already do it. We do it subconsciously. It's kind of the basis of what we do. It's trying to get the way to make it so fluid as the layers you don't even realize there's three legs. It's just like So being able to say cat and understand that is, that is all three of... That is an abstract, imagine, imagine meaning, but it's a cat. It's an actual, actual thing. It's not an abstract thought. Will uh, Will this hurt his bond more if we have this interpreter evaluate this more? You can send it to him. I mean, you've already pushed and you got not eight. I'll be willing to say he'll be willing to look at it, but it'll take like a couple of hours. But it won't cost him any more points. Nah. Okay. Well, that's up to you. Yeah, I think we should. That's right. Huh? Yeah. Okay, but yeah. You're the ice agent, right? Okay. If we get through this, I want your help getting Muhammad's family over here. Something like that. Why I put a cowboys and officials together is shit like this. We'll definitely work on that. Um, they helped save my ass over there. You see him start going to brew up a strong cup of tea and a cup of coffee. And just like, I'll contact you when I get a chance. So what else do y'all put through? What else do y'all do? Um, he said, he said that, was there, um, there might have been a cult box. They're prepackaged. He brings it to you, still packaged. Uh, they haven't been opened. I'll um, I'm gonna check out the D. The D? Yes. It's just a regular SD to a house in Central. You can assume that maybe this was put here as safekeeping for another such green box in Centralia. Decentralize the location, decentralize who owns the deed so that you have it forever. I just think it's really weird that two weird fireplaces have got connected that way. Or it might just be a red herring. Well, at least it would be well done. Yeah. Okay. So you have the checklist. Mark off what you've done. Uh, you know what? what I, you didn't, I didn't write them all down. But. I've got a checklist. Okay, well, I've got I've got the book of Lutheran something or other. It's perfectly normal. I got three laptops, two with Windows, one with the Mac, one is a Mac. You open them up, they literally like like please insert OS. They open up, they they're white. White thing. Okay. Uh, the book, a six-pack of beer. You couldn't find one. You assume Je- Jesse's like, we had one of those in there, and we drank it. Uh, then there was uh, an unknown quantity of, of mythos-related, like, tomes. That was the books he was talking about. Yeah. It was, they were intercepted packages, essentially some raw guns, a UPS truck. No, so you have three UPS boxes. Haven't been opened? They have not been opened at no. all. You, you can assume that what happened is whoever, whatever cell was supposed to get those didn't do whatever cell put them in here and just bureaucracy and cross wires happen and it has to happen. Okay, those we have to secure to a better location. Well, you do also know the green boxes. Your, your job is to get it, secure it, and it could also be like the most secure location possible depending on the situation. Yeah. 
You can also contact A cell with updated parameters or P cell if you want more information. Um, we might have to contact A cell because this is definitely not a level two situation. I agree. I mean, it, you know, on-site assessment says that this is there's more to this than than they know about. I mean, the perpetual freezer. All right, calling them up. Calling them up. Do a couple of handshake calls, a couple of dead ends, a couple of false leads. Eventually, you get a call going, "Hey, uh, how may I help you?" Hi, A cell. This is R cell. We are R cell, right? Recovery cell. Okay. Um, we were uh, we were sent here on this uh, this mission to uh, secure the screen box and uh, possibly uh, decommission it or get these other objects to safety. And um, we really feel that the uh, the situation uh, is a little worse than um, at first set at first believed. You know, on-site assessment tells us that uh, this could possibly be much more than a level two threat. And uh, on a scale of one to five, what do you believe? Gotta be at least three. That's fine. Possibly four. That's fine. That's fine. Report. No, I don't think. Shit's imploding. How does this affect your operation? Um, well, one of my uh, one of my operatives was injured when a desk literally imploded. As in, how does this affect your operation of securing and containing, uh, gathering and securing the green box? Um, I don't want to get anybody killed here. Also, um, should we tell them about the other agents being here? That's up to you. Um, it also appears that there could, there is uh, there are actually other agents present here. Their IDs had uh, Delta Green identification. Are you requesting assistance from them? We have not as yet identified. As per current mission parameters, you have not necessitated the need to have agents interfere in your operation. We have neither identified ourselves nor requested assistance. Maintain silence and anonymity until necessary. Understood. Is there anything else? Ben Green. Ben Green, Ben Ross is just a way for those names. Yeah. What? Since they said What about it? See how they wait for the movie ones. See how fast they hang up on you. No, Acel, I don't believe we have any more at this time, but. Um, we uh, may be in contact again if we uh, if the situation worsens. Thank you for an update. Again, your job is to contain, repurchase, and decommission the green box. Understood. Okay. I take it A cell is like the, the boss. A cell's in charge of everybody, and they're huge dicks. Okay. It's like literally, it's like, oh man, everyone's zombies now. Contain the vector, and I don't care if you die. Thanks for reporting it. We'll check up on you, and if you don't make it, we'll just bomb the city. Like, you are ants to them. I 
figured we're way down at R and they're way up at A, so yeah. You are, they are like secretly triple A. Oh, okay. It's like if it's triple A would be the lowest, they are like A point, they're point A, so like they are way above your big Okay. Yeah, you do have blood, and you do have the weird water, you have the backpack that she was wearing, and you have everybody's urine test. Okay. Start testing. Well. I would think, yeah. Right, okay. Is there, I think, I think no. there's something in that ice. All right. What do you test first? Here. Uh, yeah, bottle of water. We'll test the water first. All right. How are you gonna test it? Um. Well. How much of it? I mean, I'm assuming there's enough that I could do several tests on it. Uh, so we put a piece of ice in it with a particulate matter. Uh, now that he's mentioned it, you can see that it's kind of settled to the bottom. It's hard to see. It's almost microscopic. It's a little bit soft. You can still kind of picture it. And so yeah, what, what are you going to do with it? Well, if it's microscopic, I'll look at it with a microscope. Okay. The bottle, if you put it under a lid, or you're just going to literally hold it without even opening it. Well, I don't know that I... I mean, I'm going to... Well, wasn't it hydrogen? So if you open it, it's got to evaporate. It wasn't hydrogen, so there's a little bit of hydrogen in there. Well, at this point, the hydrogen is probably gasified again because it's not cold. Yeah, Um... We have the we have the deed to the we have not found the deed to the green box. Okay. Jesse has that. You can assume because he said we bought the land. Um, so I've got so describe me this sample again. It's a it's a it's a bottle with it is a bottle of water that he put a piece of ice in and a chip that he took out of the freezer. And on the inside, because he explained what it is, you can see that settled at the bottom is a piece or two of particulate matter that is slightly between sub and microscopic. You can see it because she was able to point it out. Okay. But you haven't been able to. And I'm asking, do you want to pour it out and put it through like a strainer and put it onto a fly? Or you just want to stick it up in there without exposing it? I to think it? that's the wise course first, is just to look at it sure. the way it is. So you stick it into the slide, and as you look around it, it's a little hard because it's a lot of sloshing, but once it comes down, you look into it. And it looks like, uh, it's closer and closer, it looks like shavings. You've ever done milling before? You know the iron shavings that come off? It looks like a bunch of I say a bunch in that those two of them are different types of shavings. The metallic one is spiral. And the other one is just kind of pressed flat. It kind of looks like a wedge. Like a ruptured wedge. Are they moving? Yes. One's unspiraling and one of them is you couldn't tell when you started looking, but now you can see that it is slightly bigger. Bigger? Bigger. Like bigger than when you started looking at it. Like we, we looked at it, and it's about this big, and now it's about that big. Under the microscope. I will put that back in the freezer. Yeah, I'm not real sure that it's pretty. It's uh, safe to be uh, to have this not be cold. Um, what I suggest we do is spiral like a helix. And it's it spiraling. It's continuing to spiral. So it's getting bigger. Yeah. The other one is more 
Yeah. And the more, the longer we stand here, the warmer it gets. Yes. So we need to get that back in the freezer. Like now. <laughs> okay. Who wants to run it to the freezer? All right, yeah, we'll put that stuff away right, like right now. We don't want to grow outside of the bottle. So you do have an, you have a fridge in the room, and you can have some running room to go into the freezer. They they know more about the freezers than I do. Okay. I'm just asking. It's important in this situation who's in the room and who's not. Okay. Oh, okay. Lord Foreshadow makes an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kevin, let's go take this back to the freezer and leave him alone. Right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what do you do to the blood samples? <laughs> Because the girls never go anywhere alone? Yeah. What do you do in the bathroom? Girls go to the bathroom, guys go to the freezer. Yeah, what do you do? Okay, so you, the water sample is now in the freezer. Um, okay, well, um, do you test the blood? Do you, you do have a backpack full of liquid she was drinking. Oh, yeah. The hydration pack. Yeah. I sir, I really hope that she just didn't take ice out of the freezer and put it in that thing. There was a chunk missing out of the ice. Yes, the there. Yes, there was. Okay. She has been overheating apparently. Shit. <laughs> well, we haven't. None of us have drunk from it. No. All right. Okay. We need to. Is it sealed? I mean, is it is it like it's a hydration pack? Like it's one that you got to chew on the top before you get over the top on the back. Okay, I mean, but is it like reasonably safe that nothing's going to spill out of it? Okay, all right. We back on the I'm okay. They're gone at this point. Yeah, they're going to go to the mythosis dominance. They're going to go to dominance. They take a while. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Your friends have set you up for failure. Now you're worried. You can do it. I believe in you. Okay. Um, all right. So I've got the blood samples. I've got the hydration pack. I basically have everything. Yeah. I'll examine the urine samples. The, sa the same way I did the water from the... Looks like piss. Nothing in it. Nothing. Spirally, nothing. You test it through like the usual string of tests to see if anything shows up? Well, I mean, if it doesn't appear abnormal, it doesn't have any weird growing molecules in it, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, Amy's pregnant. Uh oh. And Trevor is poked out of his mind. Everybody else is normal. Okay. Amy's pregnant, Trevor is coked out. Okay. But otherwise, the urine, nothing. Explain. Okay. Uh, so Martha, Edgar, Trevor. Oh, you said Trevor. Jesse is clean. Jesse's Ed, clean. Jesse, Edgar, and uh, Edward and okay. Martha are clean. So, no, I wouldn't be able to tell them. Well, maybe I would. Who did you say was coked up? Trevor. Trevor. Suit guy. Lamborghini guy. Okay. Um, 
so I took DNA samples. So I'll. Well, what am I going to compare them against? Think about it. Check the blood samples. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm worried now if I uncork the blood samples to put them through any kind of analysis that I'm going to release whatever this is. That's going to eat you? Come on, man. Just put a hot wire to it. <laughs> you like the thing, right? What's that? You like the thing, right? Um, I guess. It's got turned into a giant rock monster. Oops, wrong thing. All right. Um, all right. Is there any way that I can get a? I mean, I mean, do I, can I reasonably expect that I could get a drop of water out of this hydration pack without? Contaminating or spilling or. Do you want to squeeze? Oh. Okay. So, so, so let the like when you gotta stop. Do you want to like invert it and then squeeze it open so that it drips? All I want is a drop into another container that I can anal- that I can analyze like we did the water from the freezer. Give me a medicine as you're trying to extract this water from. <laughs> hydration pack. Okay. Because it's not first day because it's not gross. This is some fine motor movement. No. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Better not roll a 97. Okay, I'm good. Okay. It takes a little bit, but you're cognizant of like squeezing it just enough to allow for some perspiration to happen and then scraping the sample off the top. Okay. In a, in a sterile fashion where I don't get any on me. Yes. Okay. I'm gloved up and everything. Okay. With a face mask. Okay. Um, so you guys can come back now. Okay. I was actually just about to say I was going to take the added precaution of like locking the door so that they don't come in. And That's potentially fair. expose themselves to something. You can put a note on the door or something. Uh, yeah. That's, That's what fine. I was You guys can come back and see that, you know, he's doing something. Just there's, there's a sock on the door. Yeah. Knock yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you the, got room it. Is, the room is rocking. You should be knocking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're going to do an examination of it? Yes. Do forensics. Do you have forensics? I do. Do forensics. I have forensics. Nope. Here's some of the medieval crap. I mean, you see the same thing from this very small piece. Like, there is one of those flecks in it. It doesn't seem to be moving. Not the weird. Oh, it is the it is the weird thing that you saw. It's kind of a flex. So it, where the other one was a spiral, the other one was kind of a wedge. This is just a very flat flex. And as you watch it, like stare at it, it doesn't look like it's growing. Okay. So what I end up having to do is. It's ungodly, but we might actually tell the truth and say that the refrigerator contaminated everything. That weird refrigerator contaminated everything that was in the building, and the EPA needs to confiscate everything back, including the building. That is an actual solution. That's why there's an EPA officer in this game. Well, it's obvious that there's there's contamination. It's obvious that there's something in that freezer that 
is potentially infectious. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm, well, you can call in A cell at this point, or do you want to try and contact P cell? Be like, what the fuck is going on, please? Okay, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make sure that the sample that I took from the, the, the hydration pack is safely disposed of. Uh, hydration pack? The, huh? How are you gonna dispose of it? Uh, well, do, do I feel like I've gotten enough of a sample to determine that the hydration, that, that see that's the thing. It's contaminated. Yes, you do have enough to recognize it's the same material. It's just not growing. It's in a different state. It's in a different state. Okay. And obviously, Amy has consumed some of it. Yes, I've seen her wearing it all day. Do we need to talk to Amy? We might need to isolate him. We need to kill him. We need to kill him. <laughs> we need to find Trevor. Why? We need to kill Trevor. Why? Because he's a he's a coach being destroying a Lamborghini. We need to kill all five of them. <laughs> and then contact Asa. <laughs> Do we need to find who the father is first? No. That's securing the site. Why not? That's securing the site. What if we this put is everything back in the truck? What if this is I mean what if this is a, a sexually transmitted um, molecule? STD. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. STP, sexually transmitted ball. The only people we've run into is Trevor, Edward, Mark, Jesse, Amy. Jesse and Amy. They died. All five of them. Well, that would be the violence solution. She might be adapted to violence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our mission isn't, isn't to find out fathers or babies. Our mission is to gather everything back up and secure it. That's the only way we can secure it. But we don't know. We don't have the deed to the land yet. we got to find that. Okay. Once we kill them, we All right. We also need to make sure that this, whatever this is, is safely contained so that we don't get it. That's why we call Asa after we kill them. We have a biohazard. We only know that it's infected one person. We don't know. What's the safest? What do you do? You isolate them. Okay. How do you isolate them? You kill them. That way they can't leave. We also know that at least two of them are agents. It doesn't matter. They may be infected. Contact A cell because now it's pertinent to that other one that you have two exposed agents. Okay. Before I do that, just real quick, I'm going to test the blood real quick. Okay. Do I find out anything about any of the particular samples of blood? Walk me through it again. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to safely test the blood in the same way I tested the water from the hydration pack. Open the stopper. Yeah. Do everything. Yes. Another medicine. Um, Ten, ten damage. Ten. As when you open the stopper, it explodes and takes your hand off. Takes my hand off. It explodes and takes your hand off. Huh. That's a 
explosion. I will say you are also testing Jesse. Ouch. <laughs> so the lethality rolls are... Well, I'm not dead. Yeah, no, but the lethality... So you're experiencing what a lethality test is. Lethality is if you roll at lethality, if you roll under lethality, they... I always forget this. If you roll under lethality, you live. If you roll over lethality, you instantly die. And then you add the dice together in the lethality roll, and you take that much damage. Okay. So I rolled an O and a 1, and it's the last one. Okay. So I knocked a point off because, you know, it's a vial. It shouldn't explode that violent. Okay. You took 10 damage. If you did that 11, you'd have killed me. Yeah, no. <laughs> Your hand is gone, and you are... Everybody My hears this. My hand is gone. And a lethality roll. Yeah, everybody hears the explosion, and it's like, it is... It, it is literally just... It's, it's not that you hear the explosion, you hear the screams of this man as his arm and hand is gone. Well, there goes my surgery ability. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was silent. It's just literally gone. It's just like all of a sudden... It's, my hand just disappeared. Like you, you flipped the cap, you know, and then it's like what was there, you... Can I first aid myself now, or do I yeah. need to? You should probably first aid yourself very quickly. Staunch the bleeding at least. Seven, okay, I'm under by two, so I'm good. Yeah, okay. so you can staunch the bleeding, and I'll even say, uh, one sand check. Hmm? Sand check. Sanity. How do I do that? So roll, roll a d100, and if you roll under your sanity. You actually have my, you have a maximum and a current on here. Yeah, you roll your current sanity. Oh. Because your maximum was at character generation, and your current is what happened after character generation. Oh, okay. I'm under. All right, so you will take nine. Nine. Sanity. Sanity damage. Nine sand damage. That is a temporary insanity. I believe you have a temp sand on there of megalomania, megalomania, on your information. If you have a traditional one that you go to, I just put it here for the sake of the game. So sleep disorder. Oh yeah, you don't have one. Never mind. Okay, never mind. No, you, you do suffer a temporary insanity of your choice, though. Of my choice? Yeah, it's a con game. Enjoy. You've lost your hand. Um, you could do Phantom Limb Syndrome and really have some fun time. Like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I can. Still, I, I can. I can Thank you for letting wait a me minute. borrow the dice. Wait, no, no, well, no, wait a minute here. No, we didn't actually determine which hand either. No. Doesn't matter. It just, one of your hands are gone. You can be your non-surgery hand. Okay, well, I would, I mean, I should probably roll to find that out, because I can't really just say. Sure. Roll at 50. 50 below would be left. 50, 50 below is the good one. 50 above is the bad one. And a critical game that. Oh. <laughs> and then we'll just do that. 11. 11, so a critical. We'll say that it is not only the one that you don't use very often, 
but you also have kind of you know that a couple due to your research you have a couple of people that know prosthesis so you can probably be able to get a decent one you'll never be able to use that hand again for surgery but you'll be able to use your hand as like a grasping thing eventually yeah okay alright cause the crit film bowl on like is as like oh yeah your hand's gone also you're you're just now got nerve damage from it just like Okay, so I'm missing my, let's say my left hand. Yeah. Because I'm right-handed. Yeah. Okay, so I'm missing my left hand. A silent explosion took your hand. And they, okay. So there was no explosion, all I heard was me screaming. Okay. And I fixed, I first aided myself. You just staunched it really fast with like an iron. Nice. Okay. You had to use what you got around. Yeah, the buns and burners. <laughs> okay. It's gonna make her. <laughs> yeah, so you guys can come in now. Yeah. And unlock the door. Yeah, I'm gonna unlock the door. Yes. <laughs> unlock the door. And there's a stump. Yeah, with my, yeah, my hand, you know, my black hand. What the hell did you do? All I did was open the vial of Jesse's blood, and it literally went. If it, I could say it went boom, but it didn't go boom. It just went poof. Is the, what happened to the blood? Did the blood like vaporize? Everything's gone. Every like the the blood, the vial, everything. Yeah. Okay. Just like your hand. Oh, oh no. Another vial still there. Yeah. That's probably a good thing. Did I get any of them tested before Jesse? No. He was the first one. Hopefully when I put a bullet through Jesse, he'll vaporize all the time. <laughs> uh, if you put a bullet through him, you're going to be exposing the blood to air, which is going to cause it to explode. Right. Okay. Blood with methane. Uh, I say we call A-cell until we have a biohazard, extremely unstable. And we're going to eliminate... Everybody will be contacted until they get No, we don't, we don't actually need to do that. You work for the EPA. This is a bio-confession. Ice. 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 Oh, okay. What is ice again? Immigration. Immigration, customs, enforcement. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought you were... Just, All I can do is detain them. So I'm going to detain them with a bullet. She's also had to deal with them. <laughs> so this is this is also the reason for like making pre-gens. It's like, you're adapted to helplessness. Yes. So like, you're used to shit like this. And it's just like, it sucks, but we'll, we'll, we'll get through it and yeah. probably die. You don't have any ad- adaptation, but you're kind of like still together enough for them to do it. So they're adapted to violence. So the easiest solution when shit goes bad is to just murder everyone. <laughs> I'm an official, I'm telling them I'm going to do it, but I'm still going to do it. That's my solution. Can we at least call ASL let them know what's going on? Okay. I strongly advise us to kill these people bloodlessly. No, I want him to vaporize safely at a distance. So, you're calling ASL. Jerry Handshake, ASL talks. Okay, this is a, a 
agent, Lucina Garcia, Marcel. We have extremely violent biohazard here. Uh, we have people infected, possibly two Delta Green agents. They were on site. My solution is to terminate everyone I come into contact with until you send help and we are going to put all the artifacts, articles back in the green box. Do you have all the artifacts by the do you have all the artifacts minus the beer? We don't have the beer. You don't have to worry about the beer. Oh, it's I, thought, beer. I thought you said the. I thought you said it was. No, it's a tradition. It's, okay. it's a tradition to leave clues for people at a green box because of shit like this happening and needing to drink. So like, it's part of the recovery, oh, okay. but you can keep it. Okay. It's more for you guys to celebrate not dying. I believe so. Routine. The other thing we might not have, we bring the tent out. That tent was a tarp used to covering the platform, and you gave it to him. Congratulations, go home. Go home, you guys should go. Alright, man, go in the van. Okay, that's what ASAL says to do. We have everything, we need to get everything in the van. He was going to leave it in the green box, is what he said. Okay. They said, go home. Let's get the fuck out of here. I already lost a hand over this job. Okay, stop beating. Congratulations, you won storage wars. <laughs> That's it. Your job is to contain, get the objects and find a way to get the deed away. You're the only group that hasn't killed anybody, and you're the only group that has actually responded to a cell as necessary as shit pops up, so that no one has to die, you get all the items, nobody has to fire a fucking shot, and they can leave. We win the internet! <laughs> so like, when I say, I, I tell everybody this game takes about two and a half to two, two hours and 45 minutes, and then the turn happens, and then depending on what you do, it can last 10 minutes to an hour and a half. Kill every single one of them and go murder everybody and call an ace house that everyone's dead. They're like, Congratulations, good job. Or they go and they talk them into it and try and help them. And they, go, they lose a bunch of sand as they see the weird stuff happen and they go, All right, well, you got it, good job, go. You guys called when they have an excuse to take the land from these people. They can take it back from the bank using the EPA. They have all the items. They now have test subjects to study. Congratulations, you've done your job. Leave. We win. So do you want to know what actually is going on? Sure. So the green box is, this is part of a campaign. That, okay. uh, that is going to be called, old, I haven't decided on the name, it's Old School Cell or Boxer Rebellion or Storage War. Essentially the idea is that you are all recovery agents going to these green boxes and you are, the idea somebody suggested is you are being groomed to be a new recovery cell. Because every box you go to has been contaminated by the previous recovery cell, who has gone nuts and gone off the grid. 
so the first leg is the linguist who is dealing with linguistic problems. The next one is dealing with a nurse who's turned into like immunization. Like it doesn't hurt after a while. I'll just let everybody else learn that you can get immunized unnaturally. And the final leg is dealing with a badass Delta Green agent who is combat trained who is now training you to be able to kill anything and then gutting you trying to fight him and kill him. And so this is the introduction to the language section. The object itself is one of my own creation and it consumes the concept of openness. So, be careful if you want what you're drinking because it might be in there. <laughs> <laughs> What it does is if you pick it up off the ground, it's fine. If you put it into your pocket, it's fine. If you take it out of your pocket, it's fine. If you put it into a cup, it's fine. If you put a lid on the cup, it's fine. If you remove the lid from the cup, it's fine. If you open the cup, it explodes. It literally only reacts to the word open in any literal, metaphorical, imaginary, symbolic, or whatever method you use it. So when you said, I opened the blood vessel, it exploded because Jesse has some in his blood. When you carefully rolled to open you to extract, you extracted it so it didn't explode. You chose not to open the water bottle. You left it frozen. It didn't explode. I opened the dress drawer. You opened the dress drawer, and so it either explodes because it consumed all the openness in the area to nothing, or it implodes because it needs more openness and becomes. Can we open the freezer? Yes. The freezer is the only one, so the way to figure it out is that ice is an agent that slows things down and creates a closed system. Where a you open the fridge, but it understands, due to understanding of science, like bullshit, it's frozen and can't react. If you warm it up, it would have exploded if that fridge goes if that fridge ever goes down. Take up the area. It gives, everything just goes on. It's possible deniability. And so you guys, I was trying to find some way to get that because you are very careful with your wording, which is how you're, which is like, you'd be good for like the second and third part of this campaign because you learn not to say things and to actually express what you're doing instead of shortcutting. So you guys are already doing great. It just so happens that you, you got in a hurry and just like, I open it to do it. It's like, cool, boom. If, yeah, you know what? I almost wasn't going to do that. Yeah, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, you did enough tests. You just, just want to be thorough. I was, yeah, well, I'm a doctor. That's what I... You, you said be a doctor. I was yeah. being a doctor. So that's why he's in there. You guys are actually the perfect one so far. Because if you contact the Delta Green agents outside of A-Cell's permission, they expose themselves and open them up to your cell. They explode. Jesse doesn't, can't explode. He's the child of a long line of cultists. The church is essentially, underneath is an elder sign. So what you saw was the top of an elder sign, and he has it built into the ground. It's older than those. It's older than the, the pilgrims. So it's just a bomb shelter. And so Jesse, if he's on the land or on the church, he can defend against anything. So Jesse can 
die by, by you just shooting on the head. Someone adapted to violence is like, I don't trust the guy. Pop, pop, dead. He just didn't react. He got fucking killed. And then Amy is pregnant. And if you make her tell it, it reacts to the openness of like, I'm going to open up and I'm actually pregnant. And she explodes. Or if she fails, her internal organs get sucked into a sycamore ball. Which if you're not around, the field doctor, she's dead as fuck. Also, yeah. Also, the idea is that nobody can be seated unless it's a fully grown bulb. So, like, they explode to it, but you can't be seated with it. What happened at the mill is that they gave the, the cell Edward. And, yeah, Edward is actually one of the originators of the cell. He asked for a reassignment, and they realized, no, you're fucking infected, you're staying here. Which is why they're here, is they're testing the area and keeping it safe. But they don't want to be interfered with the green box. They're the ones that keep it up to date with the items of the people. But they have no idea what the fuck is in there. Edward does, and they don't really want to let their cover be blown. So Edward worked with another agent, and he painted what they called pawn shit on the wall, where the cultists were. But it took like three months to do it, and it's at a fucking sugar mill. It's warm. So what they ended up doing is all the pawns dug into the brickwork uh, and created solid ball bearings of it, which would seat the air if they explode. And so what ended up happening is they did this because they knew it would kill the cultists thinking it's a clay one. But they basically ended up creating landmine fields. And so when the cultists opened up a gate to open the gate to the Mikos, it reacted and reacted more violently than they expected, blew that place up, blew everything, and then seeded the entire area with these little holes. And so the linguistic one is dealing with a wizard who can, you saw his notes, he's able to compress the triangle of meaning into one thing, so he never triggers the bolts, and he can also realize how to use the other spells in the campaign, the other words. You know, it's four words of this language, and that's what the four pages of the campaign, that's what the four uh, sessions of the campaign are. And we lived. Yeah, kind of. You're kind of uh, I'm I'm damaged. Damaged. <laughs> My character has more scars. <laughs> but yeah, so like the big trap I had is like when everyone was freaking out because they see me do it, it was like, oh, the the, uh, the green box is closed. You want to open it up? And they didn't realize it's like, yeah, they go, the door sucks in and sucks you in. It's like, son of a bitch. Then the other one's like, all right, I'm going to go. No, excuse me. It's like, the green box is closed. Do you want to open it? It's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna lift it a bit and sneak in. It's like, cool. I'm going to stick everything in. It's like, all right, are you going to leave? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to open it and leave. And then the moment he said open it, the green box still has a little bit on it. So, and they had the items. Everything in the storage container, except for the fridge, because it is like magically warded sucked into the guy and he just kind of turned into a sycamore table of chairs and tables and human flesh and a steel door <laughs> man this is messed up yeah. I like it alright so yeah get the stickers. so we survived congratulations Yay. you get stickers we get stickers and now you see why we can never let like smiley play this no you gotta put you don't get all the stickers. Put a sticker on your bag. Just don't open them. Yeah. <laughs> I removed one instead. 
Yeah. Now you'll be cognizant of how many times you say open for the next couple of days. Oh, believe me. Do you ever wonder why we're so cautious? We'll introduce you to Sean sometime. You should tell Sean about this game. He might actually want to buy it, run it eventually if it gets published. Yeah, our, our, our regular group has like three DMs at the table, so we, we have to be extra cautious. That's why we have standard door opening procedures, you know. Wow, that was cool. Yeah. Two hours too. You guys are the quickest as well. 